Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a Sagittarius. Hi, I'm Kimmy, and I'm a Gemini. And together, we are Sister Signs. So today, our topic is gonna be hot astro summer with some pop culture notes of things that are going on. We are filming this episode on the 17th, and then by the time it gets to you guys, these notes should still be pretty relevant. But first, before we get into it, a little life update. How have you been doing, Kimmy? In what context? Oh, Gemini season. <laughs> I don't know. So my birthday was this week and it was just interesting. I don't know if it's just one of those things that as you get older, it just doesn't feel as special. Or I don't know if it's because I'm in a different city, even though I was last year. I don't know. It was just strange. But I also felt this week that I was so restless, like my brain could not focus at work. I don't know if you felt anything similar, but oh man. Other than that, I feel like everything is blurring together to the point where I can't even pick out certain feelings. It's just all blah, running together. What did your reading, did you get your perfection reading from Milk yet? I did, and it honestly was not what I was expecting. It was a lot shorter for one, which I understand, like, we all only pay $10 a month, so I get that it's not going to be anything super crazy but she was basically just talking about how she was like talking about my chart from an overview perspective so let me see she said that i have a day chart do you know if you have mm-hmm. a day or night and then she said that i'm currently entering into a malefic year activation in my third house oh no <laughs> not the malefic <laughs> Which for those of you that maybe this is like your second or third episode tuning in or your first, Malefic is bad. Yes, so Benefic is a favorable planet that often helps lighten things up or channel good energy and Malefic is somewhat of the opposite. But they do say that it forces abrupt or painful change and it often does it for your own good. So In your third house of communication, siblings, friends, neighbors, and communities? Wow. In your third house of learning? Oh my god. A lot of my pre-Saturn return stuff is all about like boundaries and just relationships and everything. But it does talk about how, let's see. Yeah, this is all just about Mars that I got. But at the end, she closes it with, this is a great year for reestablishing boundaries and the company that you keep. Which honestly, that makes it. What's the third house you said? Friends, family, community. Or did you say so family? So it's communication, thinking, relationships with siblings, neighborhood, learning, like early education. Because I don't feel like I've been. I don't know. I feel like. Maybe this is a shallow thing, but I feel like when it comes to birthdays, I always pay attention. Or I used to really pay attention before. Now, not so much, but like I definitely pay attention to. The people that are important in my life and when they tell me happy birthday i'm like oh, okay like our parents and what they say but as siblings so i don't know stephanie texted me happy birthday really early does steven have his own phone <laughs> yeah he texted me the day after and said happy late birthday i was like okay, okay. but that's fine we're not as close unfortunately but no it's we'll see i'm sorry kimmy i asked if you wanted a cake because i was gonna get you one and then i wasn't sure if josh was gonna get you one and then you were like oh no I don't really want, and I was like, okay. (laughs) I'm not really a cake person. Cookie cake. Yeah. But I'll keep that in mind. But I don't really have any big, 
life updates. I've just been busy with work, trying not to blow up on people at work. That's one of my pet peeves, and I think it's my Capricorn moon, is like, I hold myself to a certain standard, and I'm very hypercritical of what my shortcomings are, and I expect that everyone else is, like, very hypercritical of themselves. But then I forget, we have narcissists in this world, and they just exist. Like, they can do no wrong, and it just really gets under my skin, because I'm like, how can you be this way? How can you be so unapologetic? And you suck. So that's just what I've been dealing with, and I don't want to give too many details because I don't know who at work still listens to this podcast, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. I know it's not just me because there's five other people that I know of that are angry at this one person because in different ways at work, he's failed us or dropped the ball on something, and it's just kind of, yeah. It's very frustrating, and then they want to play the victim, and then they want to play the mommy-daddy game, and then when they can't get anyone on their side, they're like, everyone's against me, everyone's out to get me. And I'm like, no, we're just asking you to do a good job. Like, the bar is not that high at all. And then, in the Air Force, promotion is like a competitive thing, and... A lot of people are bitter at what they would call fast burners, so someone that makes promotion first time, every time, and that's been me up to this point. Who knows if I'll make the next rank the first time, but this person likes to undercut my accomplishments and my skill and everything, saying so much saying that I don't have the experience that they have, so that's something, that's like a moral failing on my part, and I'm like, I know I don't have the experience that you have, but clearly I was selected over you. And before we were even in competition with each other, you were passed over multiple times. So that doesn't even have anything to do with me. That has to do with you. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't even in the competition pool when you were passed over the few times. And that's how I look at it because I think maybe it's my Saturn return or maybe it's just, just maturity in general is when I really put the perspective of the only person I'm in competition with is myself. That changed so much for me. And I keep telling people, I'm like, no one is your enemy. No one is like deliberately out to get you if you're working alongside each other. Like your time will come when you're ready, as long as you focus on what you're doing. And as long as you're always trying to be better than you were the day before, that's all that matters. But people get so wrapped up in, oh, that, I'm competing against that person, so I need to make sure that I'm 10 steps ahead of them. And I'm like, that's just setting you back. But that, I feel like that's just going to be an ongoing theme while I'm going to be working with this person, and I'm used to it by now, but it's annoying. Yeah, also, it's performance over tenure. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, performance over tenure, yes. It's ridiculous. But... Switching gears to pop culture news, have you seen Doja Cat's new music video that she just dropped for, oh my gosh, Attention? I didn't watch it. I've heard the song, but I didn't watch the music video. It's just, okay, so she has a lot of Libra in her chart. So she's a Libra sun, Virgo moon, Libra rising, and then she's got other Libra placements. Mm -hmm. And just watching that music video was such a treat. I was watching it like when you were coming into the house for the second time so I could see more details, but 
I'm usually not a big music video person. I was back in the day when they would play it on VH1 or Fuse or whatever, and I would watch them in the morning. But now that we don't really have cable TV to watch music videos on, it's not something I go out of my way to do. But I saw a clip of it on TikTok, and I was like, oh, like this looks really cool. And so I pulled it up on YouTube, and I love it. It's just, it screams Libra. Absolutely. And like Dojo's embracing her... She's like embracing her weirdness. So now that she is mainstream, she's okay. I don't have to be, I don't have to pretend to be pop. I don't have to dilute myself down. I can go back to bitch on Macau era. Do you remember that video that she dropped? No, I've, I've heard of that. I know the reference, but I'm. Yeah. So Doja is weird, like straight up. And then I think she realized in order to get into like mainstream pop culture, She had to conform, and that's what she did for her first few albums. And now that she has solidified herself as a pop icon, she just went off the deep end. And she's, I'm doing every weird thing my heart desires, and you guys can't stop me. And normally I'd be all for that, but she's just done several things recently that have ticked me, as a fan, that have ticked me off. But Doja Cat was my bad thing. No, she was very bad thing. But I just mean attacking her fans for liking her mainstream albums. Oh, yeah. Call it, like, pretty much belittling them for doing that. But... And now she's deleted all of her tweets. Yeah. Like, I just don't... On And then I listened to Attention. I didn't like it. And then I read this thing about... <laughs> this story that Azalea Banks wrote about her. Azalea Banks. She is insane, but her takes are so funny. And honestly, I agree. Like, Doja Cat's trying too hard, and I don't like her anymore, which makes me sad because she was my number one Spotify artist for two years in a row. Doja, is Doja trying too hard or not trying at all? I think she's trying too hard. She's trying too hard to be like, different. Look at me. I'm different. Look at me. I don't have to care what you think. I can have bleached eyebrows. (laughs) Yes. Just like freaking Charlie Puth. I just read something about him too. Oh, I want to look at his chart. Yeah, we should do a Doja and Charlie episode. We'll do that after we finish part two of this episode okay do doja and charlie which one is more annoying (laughs) and i do like her but she's just been doing too much and plus the whole thing where like she was like hanging out in chat rooms with a bunch of incels like that's disgusting to me that was at the very beginning of her career before she blew up was that yes i thought it was that's what i'm saying but doja's been doing like edgelord stuff for a long time That's why it doesn't surprise me. And she only dulled herself down so that she could get into mainstream pop. And then once she made her bag with her Capricorn and Neptune and Capricorn in Uranus, she was like, I'm gonna do what I want now. And she can. I'll just listen to the songs that I actually like and everything else can be whatever. It's one of those things with artists is they're not diplomats. They're not like representing the U.S. at a NATO peace conference. They're going to be volatile. They're going to be a little crazy. You just have to figure out what you're willing to accept out of that crazy. I think she just stopped trying to appeal to mainstream media, and now she's enjoying the backlash she's getting. Because either way, she's going to get a bag. And I, I get what you're saying, but to your point, I think that now, she, since she is liking the backlash, now she's trying to ignite that. Because she wants people to be talking about her, especially after she just pissed off a bunch of her fans. Like, she wants us to keep feeding into that. Hmm. Either way, I think her music video is a visual masterpiece. 
I'll I listen really to it like on you. mute. <laughs> How do you feel about Kourtney Kardashian announcing her baby with Travis Barker? I just saw that on Twitter. I didn't realize. That's yeah. so funny with a freaking poster. Yeah. It's... So Courtney, she is an Aries sun, Capricorn moon, Pisces rising. Travis is a Scorpio sun, Aries moon, Aquarius rising. Their kid is going to be cool as hell. Dang. Hopefully this kid gets more attention than their current children. Look, those other kids have other parents too. <laughs> Where's Scott Disick? He's off with some 24-year-old. Oh my gosh. When I thought Travis Barker's ex-wife wasn't good either. Wasn't a good parent either. I don't oh, know. There's um, so much drama in that family. I remember her name. Shannon? Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. I could be making that up. I watched the reality show that they had. I don't even know how many seasons they had, but I watched at least one of the seasons. And they just, they looked like a stereotypical rock and roll family. With all the good and the bad that comes with it. I thought the kids don't even talk to the mom. Maybe they don't. I honestly haven't researched that much about it. I know that his daughter is on TikTok. Oh, making music. Is she making music? I just saw some videos like of her. Is like, her name Alabama? Hey. Yeah, she's making music. She's making rap songs. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> you need to watch one. That's what the Nepo babies are doing nowadays. <laughs> you really need to watch one. It's really interesting to see rich people be creative because they have nothing to lose like for a poor person to be creative like you're putting your heart and soul into your body of work wanting to be recognized wanting to be able to take care of yourself and your family but rich people they just put shit out there in zero regard they don't care if you critique it or criticize it because they've got money they're just doing it for fun they don't even care if they, <laughs> they don't care <laughs> That's what I think is so interesting. And I always feel so impressed when I see like a child of a celebrity or a really rich person that's actually talented, like actually good at what they do. Because I'm like, oh, you're not just half-assing this just to do it. Anyway, that wasn't a jab at any particular celebrity offspring. But yeah, I just, I thought that was, I thought that was interesting and yeah, I feel like whatever their kid, whatever their birth chart looks like, it's probably going to be cool. A cool kid. Interesting. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Kimmy had the idea, and it was my bad for not really preparing her that much, but she was like, oh, I want to do Hot Girl Summer, but for the Zodiac signs, so like hookups and flings, like what signs would be best for which. So we're not talking about long-term love and relationship. She was talking about doing a social media post, and I thought she was talking about doing a podcast episode. So she was like, oh, there's too much research that went into it. So we've only got Aries through Virgo. Aries through Virgo. And then the other, we're going to do a part two, and I will do the rest of the signs. I'll do Libra through Pisces. So tell us what you have, Kimmy. Okay. So each sign, Aries through Virgo, has three options, I guess you can say. But it was really interesting as I was going through. And you but might these notice... these are hookup options, right? Or fleeing options? Kind of, kind of. Like maybe just like people you would get along with for a little bit? 
Yes, but there are also a couple of signs that like they didn't have very many options, so I had to pick the better ones. But like Aries and Taurus, I did not write down their perfect, perfect match. So if you're wondering why you're not having a hot girl summer, maybe it's because you're not as likable as the other signs. <laughs> it's also just one of those things too. If you think about summer flings, especially in the old sense of, oh, I'm somewhere for the summer, I'm going to have a summer romance. Like, you rely all on first impressions, mm-hmm. and not all signs have warm and fuzzy first impressions. That is so, true. But I also want you to see if you can notice any patterns between the ones that I just so happen to pick. And some of them, it does go vice versa, so if you are on one half of the pairing, it could work the other way if that makes sense yeah it can work in the reverse yes like in aries and gemini gemini aries Mm -hmm. yes okay so to start off with aries i picked gemini libra and aquarius as their three options and for gemini they're a good pair because they both love to talk and they have no inhibitions so it'd most likely be pretty fun and lighthearted and trying a bunch of new things which helps especially because gemini doesn't like to be bored and aries always wants to be doing something And then with Libra, there is that powerful initial attraction between the two of them. And it made me laugh because my book explicitly said, Marvelous affair, poor marriage. Yikes. (laughs) But a marvelous affair, that's a perfect summer fling right there. So Libras and Aries go find each other for the summer. (laughs) And then there's Aries and Aquarius. So they are a great affair, but they have the potential to potentially go further. And that's because they're both active, ambitious, and adventurous. So as long as they are being in tune with each other, it might go past the summer and into fall. We'll see. And then to move into Taurus, I picked Cancer, Virgo, and Aries. Which, as I was going through, Aries gets along with a lot of signs, which kind of surprised me a little bit, just because I work with some very... I don't know, some days are really good and some days are really bad, so it surprised me that they have such strong initial attraction. But I think upon the first impression, like, Aries seems very fun. So it makes sense that they would get along with a lot of the different signs and a lot of different people, and then maybe the more you get to know the Aries, like, you can develop aches or, like, things. Yes. Yeah. Which is why for Taurus, like, they like it in the beginning, but then it turns out that Aries is just way too impulsive for Taurus. They'll just have to get over their icks. And in the beginning, it is a steamy romance because you have emotional Aries and then you have sensual Taurus. So, like, they do have a really good physical connection. And then after that, then it just fizzles out. I wonder how Kwame and Chelsea are doing. (laughs) Her love is blind. Oh, is she? She's Taurus? Yeah. And Kwame's an Aries. That makes sense. But, so, one thing that I see about Taurus and Aries is they like the same things, and they're both... Aries is a go-getter in, like, a a very persistent way, and Taurus is a go-getter in a very steady way. So I feel like they have the potential to be a power couple, Definitely. as long as they can get over what annoys each other. Yes. Because I feel like Taurus, they are picky a little bit. Yeah, Taurus is very picky. Yeah very particular and they want things a certain way and then Aries is less yes okay but going into Taurus and Virgo that is allegedly love at first sight between those two signs because they're 
both very responsible and intellectual and on top of that they just have a lot in common in general so it's a very comfortable steady match between those two so if you don't want a dramatic hot girl summer and you want more of just a oh we'll be there for each other then Taurus and Virgo should go together yes and then last for Taurus is Cancer and they're a good match because they have a bunch of similar interests they're both homebodies sentimentalist and they're both ambitious for money and security so together they are very harmonious and it I'm not sure about the longevity of that one it could I think that one actually does have a lot of potential for longevity especially as long as you're on the same page and you have the same goals because since they both want like you said Taurus being ambitious for what did you say for stability and yeah so them wanting that and then Cancer wants to feel safe and protected and secure so they could definitely bounce off well with each other. And the next for Gemini, I picked Gemini, Libra, and Sagittarius. So for a Gemini and a Gemini together, there's going to be a lot going on in that partnership, but they're also just very charming and vivacious together. There's always going to be something to talk about, always going to be something that just sparks their interest in the moment. But with how quick moving it is, it's also super and they can be restless with each other so typically like we'll get along really well together in the bedroom and then after that it's oh so maybe gemini gemini is just a situationship yeah booty call something like that i don't know gemini and libra on the other hand that is a light-hearted and lovely affair between the two because they're both affectionate fun-loving and also sexually fervent so maybe just go on vacation with them yeah and then Gemini and Sagittarius, which I had to do for multiple reasons. One, sister signs. Two, I'm a Gemini dating a Sagittarius. But they are initially attracted to each other like magnets. However, both are too restless and argumentative. argumentative, And they'll most likely end just as quickly as it started. So it's a very impulsive pairing if you're finding... And that I obviously that's where like the moon and rising mm-hmm. sign, everything else comes into play because... Clearly, that's saying that I'm not in a long-lasting relationship, but all of our other placements are definitely disproving that. But I think as long as you're... I think a Gemini and a Sagittarius could be very well together as long as the Gemini makes sure that the Sagittarius actually likes them because I found that is a pattern. They like people for a weekend. They'll Mm -hmm. be the best boyfriend for one weekend, and then when the weekend's over, Monday comes around, nope. They don't know you. Long distance. Doesn't work. Not that I'm speaking from experience or anything, but. <laughs> Moving on to Cancer, I picked Scorpio, Pisces, and Taurus. So we already talked about Taurus and Cancer, about how what one needs, the other supplies. With Pisces and Cancer, both are emotional, intensely devoted, and sensitive to each other's mood. So that's also a harmonious match for those two. And then Cancer and Scorpio. Both are extremely intuitive of what the other one wants and needs, and that is a very safe and loving match. Which I feel like cancers, no offense, but like some of y'all are way too sensitive to just have a summer fling. I think you need I think they're too clingy. That too. And that's why a lot of their matches are water signs. Yes. Yeah. Because they have to have someone that won't be completely repelled from the clinginess. And then on to Leo picked Aries, Gemini, and Sagittarius. So for Leo and Aries, they are an unbeatable combo in the bedroom. 
because they like the same things, but eventually their egos will clash because they both want to be in charge. They want to be the dominant one. And it makes sense because they're both fire signs. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, they're going to be fighting each other for that. Yeah, and, like, Aries always wants to be the leader, and then Leo is, like, very self-centered. So that's also where they could clash. Yes, definitely. And then for Leo and Sagittarius, even though those two are fire signs, and even though both of them are very passionate and fiery and fun, Sagittarius will give Leo that opportunity to take the stage and shine. Like, typically, Sagittarius is very independent, and I think that's why they go well with Leo, because... Yeah, they can just do their own thing yes. while Leo wants to be the center of attention. Yes. Yes. And then Leo and Gemini both love glamour, parties, and friends, and that is a stimulating but also exasperating pair. And then last is Virgo. I picked Cancer, Virgo, and Capricorn. So for Virgo and Cancer, that is a very stimulating affair that will also help draw the other out of their shell. And then for Virgo and Virgo, that is very smooth sailing. They bring out the very best in each other, which kind of made me laugh a little bit because Virgos are so critical. So, of course, mm-hmm. they bring out the best in each other because they're like, hey, maybe you should do this instead of that. And then Virgo and Capricorn, they are a diligent and disciplined pair. They admire each other and take pride in pleasing each other. So those are just some options. Obviously, it could be any sign, especially depending on if you know, someone's a cusp or someone has heavy Taurus placements. Like, it it could definitely go either way, but... The thing that I thought was so interesting is, like, these signs, like, stayed in the same element, too. A lot of them, yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's what kind of pulls some people together is, like, that initial, like, undercurrent of the same energy. And then the longer you get to know someone, like I said, the more you can develop, like what you don't like about them or pick them apart and stuff like that so that's why this is great for just a little summer something but maybe not long term but if you meet someone and you just vibe with them really well maybe that's it and if we haven't gotten to your sign just yet maybe start thinking about if you're an earth sign think about the other earth signs and then whenever you come back with part two maybe they can mm-hmm. see if they're right but when you were talking about some signs didn't have as many matches was that cancer they didn't have very many long term i think wait, wait 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 let me make sure i don't want to misspeak i was reading so many different placements that they all were running together a little bit yeah, like Cancer, I had to specifically stay within water, and then I went back to Taurus because I had already done Cancer and Taurus on... Dang. So I couldn't even find, like, a third one that was different. I really just think they just weren't meant for that type of, like, hookup culture. And I know a few Cancers that are reluctantly in situationships, and I think it more has to do with... Oh, man, this is such a... Okay, I'm just going to say it. I think it has to do with self-confidence, so they don't feel like they could get more out of that person, so they're settling for a situationship and treating it like a relationship, but that other person is treating them like they're disposable. I've seen it happen to two or three cancers that I know. So I think cancer specifically, I don't think they're cut out for hookups unless they have a really really strong moon that can balance them out. Mm -hmm. But if they're mainly water signs, it's not, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a recipe for disaster because they're so clingy. 
And, and clingy then, is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, some people like to be clinged on to. But for, like, fire signs, for instance. Oh, a, a Cancer and a Sagittarius? Nah. Absolutely mm. not. <laughs> yeah. And that's what was funny, too, is, like, sometimes the book that I do a lot of my research from, they have these funny one-liners, and they'll be like, the lion will start to roam. I'm talking about, like, Leo trying to get yeah, away from... Yeah, the lion will start to roam, okay? <laughs> you want to keep that lion at home? They're like, you're dulling my spotlight. Yeah. I'm tired of watching Netflix. I need to get out. That's funny. I'm thinking about my cancer friends. Interesting. But I don't know. Did you, back when you were single, did you have any successful summer flings with any particular sign? Mm, There were a lot of Geminis. And then I would always like Capricorns, but the Capricorns wouldn't like me back. Mm. And I think it's just because, like, back then I was all over the place and I was not a very stable person. By choice. Yeah, because I would be like, oh, I'm going to Coachella this weekend, and oh, I'm going to the beach this weekend. Oh, I have to do Farmer's Market on Thursday, and I was really all over the place. And then they were just more, like, studious and buckled down, focused on the job, and I'm like, okay, whatever. On to the next one. That's really fun. With your Capricorn moon, do you feel like... I I don't even think that you would consider doing that just because of how independent you are. Like, you're not going to let someone... Oh, keep no. you at. I did have a few boyfriends that, like, didn't like me to go out or didn't want me hanging out with other people, and I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> but I think the thing with my Capricorn moon that's shown, and that's why the Capricorns liked me as a person, but maybe not to have a relationship with, it was because at work I was very work-centric, work-focused, mm-hmm. and I could channel all that energy into that, but then when I'm outside of work, it's, okay, now it's time to have fun Yeah. type of thing. But their mind was still at work. I think that's why it never worked out with the Capricorns. And I really want to know what other signs have those types of interactions. Like, you want them, but they don't want you. And then, I always worked really well with Virgos, but I never had any desire to hang out with them outside of work or have anything romantic with them. I just worked really well with them. I don't think you would like a Virgo. I don't think so. I think it's the control thing I wouldn't like. Yeah. That and just how they're, they know what you want from them. And because they know that, they are not going to give it to you. And I think that's the most annoying thing. Oh yeah, that is annoying. I'm like, so I work with a Virgo right now and I always joke with them that I want to take their job because they're thinking about retiring or they may end up promoting And I'm being dead serious. I want your job. And they always come to me asking for help because I'm like a subject matter expert in a lot of things. I've helped develop curriculum for them, helped teach classes for them. And I'm just like, I'm doing all of this because I want your job. (laughs) I'm being very straightforward. But because now I've just explicitly stated that, now they're like waffling. I don't know if that's a possibility. We'll have to see. It's not really inside of my control. I'm like, no, you hold a lot of influence. Like you can sway the people that are in charge of hiring. Mm -hmm. Like I know this is the fact, like these are the facts, but yeah, because I explicitly stated, I want your job, Uh... but I have a Sagittarius like Mercury. I cannot hold back that information. And if that's going to stop them from wanting to help me, then I'll just pull back the help that I've been providing and channel it somewhere else. Yeah. I even told them point blank the other day, some of my relationships I know are 
they're reciprocal and there has to be a return on investment. And if I feel like I'm giving more than what is being given back to me, then I will get upset. But it's only because people ask a lot of me and I don't mind giving it to them as long as they will support me where I need it. And when I don't get that reciprocal favor, what am I trying to say? I'll cut it off and I'll be like, you're not the type of person I want because you're just going to use me. I don't want being used as long as I get something in return. But maybe I was too frank with that Virgo. They have a Leo. I'm convinced they have a Leo moon. Like, I'm just convinced. No one can say anything else to me about it. I'll ask for their birth time. They're probably going to be like, don't you just need the city and you can get the moon? Yeah. I guess I could. Oh my gosh. I do have an update. Oh, you have an update? Okay, we'll amend it. Okay, what's the update? The update is not about me. The update is about my friend. So my long-standing friend, I met her when I went to orientation for college. We immediately hit it off. We were super close. Like, we're still friends to this day. It's going on eight years now. I finally put our charts together in the pattern app, and it was insane, like, the stuff that it told us about our friendship and relationship. But what I thought was even more interesting is that I, and I'm like 99% sure that he's not listening to this, but I've been telling her that she should like leave her husband because he's a jerk to her and I just don't like that. I think she deserves the world. And so I was talking to her about that and I was looking at her transits because the pattern will also show you current transits that the people that you're looking at their chart are going through. I need more friends on the pattern. You do. You do. Start. I don't have any friends on the pattern. You can also, they have a nice thing where. I have you, Kayla, and Ashley. Yeah, I have. That's it. Same. But they have this thing where you can add up to four custom profiles so you can just switch them out and see. But And you can always, like, delete and then add a new one. But don't you need their birth times and stuff? Yeah, but don't you already have that in your Time Passages app? You can just transfer it over. Because that's what I did for Josh to look at ours. I collected all of them in Time Passages. Yes, so now just take them from Time Passages and put them into the pattern just four four at a time. And you can start running the bonds. But you only get limited bonds per day, so you need to split them up. But this is too much for me. (laughs) I've already (laughs) lost interest. It's worth it. It's fun. But what was even crazier is that she ended up I was sending her screenshots and she was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. And I was also sending her about her personal chart and pad. And she's like, this all makes so much sense. I really have a lot that I want to dive into and work through. And then she put in her husband's chart. Oh, no. And she messaged me and she was like, holy crap, there's so much. What's your reason for divorce? Our charts on the pattern said. <laughs> Listen, see the thing is, my other thing, so she's a Virgo son. And I think we have another, we have like several big placements in common. And so it makes sense that we get along very well, but it makes me sad that she's, I feel mean for even thinking about divorce. And I'm like, no, life is too short, okay? If you, and I don't know, I've just not really approved from him of, approved of him from day one because he gives me creepy vibes he makes me feel ugh. oh no he's skeezy yeah you have to trust your gut yeah and that's also i feel like a. you know what i don't feel like a bad friend i feel like a controversial friend because i have talked two of my friends into successfully getting divorces but it was just very toxic relationships i was like by no means am i saying my relationship is perfect but at least it's not toxic well, that's what I was telling her too. I was like, I know that no marriage is perfect. I'm not married and I know that. But if you're not able to communicate and work through, he's not even like willing to go to couples counseling or anything. And that's, for me, I'm like, do I think if it's, that... 
Oh, this is also going to sound bad. I feel like if it's bad enough to go to couples counseling, depending on how early you are into the relationship, I don't think it's going to work out. Well, they've been married for a few years now. I had friends that went to couples counseling when they were dating, and I was like, maybe cut your losses. Yeah, that's true. One of them did end up getting married, and then they had a very volatile relationship that involved domestic violence, and now they're divorced. But I'm like... I would have cut it if your differences were so bad that you had to go to couples counseling while you're dating. Yeah. Maybe that's, again, controversial opinion. But also, I feel like, I don't know, I'm not afraid to tell my friends if something is not good for them. But in return, I know that I risk losing that friendship because they're like, you're not in my shoes. You don't understand. I'm like, you're absolutely right. I'm just here for you. I don't care about them. <laughs> and that's definitely what I ended it on. It's I support whatever you decide, and I do think that potentially you could work it out. But my question to you is, do you want to wait around that long and, while you're already not able to communicate about how you're feeling and it's, he's mm-hmm. not being receptive to how you're feeling? That's yeah, not Yeah, one of my friends all. invested 10 years into a marriage. Gosh. And I was just like, were you treated like this the entire 10 years? Because that's terrible. She makes me sad. I just want everyone to want better for themselves. Yeah, no, that's 100% it. Like, I don't care if you are a serial dater, if you never want to settle down, as long as you are doing what makes you happy. As long as you're... That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. Serial daters don't put up with people that... Oh, yeah. That cause them pain or hurt or whatever else they just move on and i I wish more people um, like that one of my friends he's definitely not listening brian he like hooked up with so many girls and i think other people are pressuring him into thinking that was bad but i told him i was like you're having fun as long as you stay safe like that's really all that matters if you don't want to be in a monogamous relationship you don't have to be in one Maybe, like, now is the time for you to sow your wild oats and have fun, and then if you feel like settling down, I was like, but no one should make you feel like you should be in a relationship. That doesn't make any sense. Plus, if they have to convince you, you're going to end up resenting the relationship that you entered into because you didn't want it in the first place. Exactly. But yeah, I'm excited to dive into the other signs. Hopefully, I can pull it together pretty quickly. (laughs) I know you struggled with it. That was my fault. I was thinking. Also waited last minute, like I always do, so that didn't help the situation. I started it. I know. I I was thinking, like, if you told me earlier, I could have worked on notes, because, like, I've just I've read I don't know, like, five books, and I've reread a series twice, and I'm waiting for the author to release a new book. So I'm like, in my free time, I'm just gonna write fan fiction until she (laughs) releases a new book. So I've just been doing that. I'm never gonna publish the fan fiction. I'm just writing to keep myself busy. I admire that. I feel like I get home from work and mine just brain dead, which is why I can never work on my notes until I like feel the pressure. Normally, like I'll sit down and read, but I my brain does not want to read anything else unless it comes from this author. Because I tried, I almost bought some Tessa Bailey books. She's a really popular author. I've like, heard you, the name. You probably see her books in Target, like under the bestsellers or whatever. But I couldn't, I read the synopsis and I was like, I don't want to read this. When's the next book coming out? I think in November. Oh. I know. I've got some time. Going to be 50 chapters in by then. I'm hoping I change my mind and I'll pick up another book 
because I'm on book talk and so they'll mm-hmm. just scroll and I'll be like oh yeah like this book looks good I'm gonna read like the summary of it and then I read it and I'm like no I almost didn't buy fourth wing but everyone on TikTok was talking about it and I would equate fourth wings level of writing to I read it as fast as I read Twilight in middle school that's how fast I read the book and everyone was criticizing it because it was written like very simply it wasn't like some high fantasy novel or anything like that but I read I read the free sample on on Apple Books and then I got all the way through the free sample and I was like okay I'll buy this and it ended up being good but yeah, I, again, she's not going to drop another book till November either. So come November, I'll have plenty to read. But until then, I'm just stuck. Dang. I know. That's okay. I don't have anything else for this episode. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much to everyone that has subscribed to our podcast on Spotify. And everyone that has followed us on Instagram, we've hit over 100 followers now, which I think is a a pretty big milestone for us and we wrapped up our giveaway but yeah if you guys could please keep sharing this podcast with your friends it would be much appreciated and yeah remember real friends share their birth times yeah okay bye <laughs> <laughs>